Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Before that, though, I want to talk about sex education in schools because how and where to get STI testing and also information and contraception are both going to form part of a new spun out campaign and it's called Under the Sheets. It aims really to try and debunk sexual health myths um, for students in in colleges I suppose and and in school as well. And I've been asking to just hear from students and parents and even teachers actually today on this. I mean what is what is realistic and what should be taught in school and what needs to be improved or changed or what kind of further information is required and we want to hear your thoughts on it. Alex is with us on the line today because Alex you actually you just finished secondary school um, this year. How much sex education did you get throughout the last couple of years? Yeah thanks for having me Andrea. Um, to be honest with you like in the last couple of years it, it, of school it dwindled you know in, in the junior cert, we had SPHE classes and every few weeks, you know, it would be visited. But having said that, you know, it was quite the traditional form of sex education. Uh, STIs were visited and, you know, the ch- go to your GP if you, if you, you know, think that you have one. But having said that, like they weren't, you know, you weren't taught the signs of it. You were just taught to kind of have safe sex and, and things like that. But the actual relationship aspect of sex education was rarely gone into, you know, how um, you should treat each other, each treat each other and, you know, what, you know, is consent essentially. Like we were taught that, you you know, you need consent, but you never went into like the specifics of, of it, if you get me. So over the last couple of years as well, then we had, we didn't really have SBHE classes in school. And from the last time I can think of, we visited, it was probably in transition year, to be honest. Mm. So, so the most of the education or the information then is in the the TY option, not something. Yeah, that's... well, yeah. So, like, well, I suppose in the junior cycle option, I would say is where okay. a lot of the the um, or not option, but the junior cycle. So, it, it's that's probably where most of the education is. But then, obviously, we would have workshops. We'd have time to do workshops in transition year because you're not doing you're not necessarily doing a leaving cert or a junior cert. So they kind of have time to to put those bits and pieces in. Um, but having said that, you know, a lot of the health classes we would have got, we would have gotten were probably alcohol or drug related or uh, fitness related as well. Whereas there was very little of them were, were sexual health related or uh, relationship related. So, so the focus then really is just on, like, as you say, information around um, STIs, but the, the, just the formation of a relationship and relationships and even like I see texts coming in when I mentioned this at the start, people talking about the lack of conversation even around gay relationships and that that just doesn't really seem to happen. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, like so, it, like it was grand for some, for those of us who were straight and were able to uh, learn how we deal with each other in relationship settings or in sexual settings. But for those people from the LGBTQ plus community, they didn't really have much at all. You know, like it wasn't. It didn't have. The, you know, it's not like old Catholic Ireland where they're shamed. But having said that, there wasn't much education about how they can have safe sex or how they can. Uh, treat each other or how you know it, it was it was kind of it just wasn't visited it mm. wasn't that it, we weren't allowed to talk about it but at the same time it wasn't visited and 
you know, when you're that age, you know, if I, I could only imagine, like, if somebody wanted to ask about that, they wouldn't, they'd be scared enough to put up their hand to talk about a straight relationship, you know? So I couldn't imagine what people from the LGBTQ yeah. community felt in those classes. And obviously, if you were learning this through your junior cycle, then it was part of the, the curriculum and delivered by, by teachers. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, you know yourself, like, if you're a teacher talking to a group of 14, 15 year olds, about this kind of stuff, you're going to feel fairly awkward. So sometimes, so I'd say maybe, you know, classes were kind of rushed sometimes. Um, but as well, like to be so, you know, I, I remember being in that situation and, you know, the odd time you might be chatting with your friends and you'd be trying to make light of it, but you were kind of scared to, that even, to do that even as well before you get given out to, you know, for being immature, let's say, or, you know, so it was um, like, they'd, they'd be awkward enough classes and I can, I can still remember them. But at the same time, like we, you know, we should have been kind of tossed to go like, no, no it's normal enough to chat about this kind of thing. Mm. Like we're, you know, I'm at the age now where it's normal to chat about it. So like if we had been continuing the classes throughout the Leaving Cert, you know, it would have been a lot better, but rarely was it visited in the Leaving Cert. Yeah. But I can't remember it, to be honest. Okay. And like you've literally just finished your Leaving Cert. You've just finished secondary school this year and and starting college. So you are yeah. the most recent, you know, up to date, basically, of uh, of what's happening um, through the curriculum at the moment. Stay with us, Alex, because Mike is on the line as well in Tralee. And Mike, you were actually from uh, Spun Out, which is part of, of course, or the, the, the organisation launching this particular campaign do we need more conversations around lgbtq families gay relationships like is that why, why isn't that part of the curriculum 100 percent, we need these conversations more i i think our sex education has been improving over the years but there's still far and away much more we can be doing um i i think it's probably coming from a place where we in society are still very much in a kind of heterosexual is the default and anything else is additional. Um, whereas we, we need to kind of be getting away from that mindset and saying, no, these LGBTQ plus relationships, they exist, they're valid, and, and we need to be teaching our young people, um, you know, how to be safe in these relationships. So it's mainly self-taught then, really, is it? Yeah, yeah. For a lot of people, the the, the bulk of their education is going out themselves and either doing their own research or talking to their doctor, which for some people isn't really an option, either A, because they can't, they don't have access to a GP, or B, they just feel too awkward to start that conversation themselves. Part of the Spun Out campaign, Mike, what else do you want to see included um, through the curriculum now in schools? I think a huge focus around in the campaign is around kind of FBI checks, you know, being aware of how to actually get tested, what's involved in the testing to kind of, I suppose, destigmatize it and, and make people more aware that this is something you shouldn't be ashamed about going and getting tested. And in fact, it's quite a good thing to get tested regularly because even if you don't think you have an STI, it's important that you kind of, you know, get checked in case you do, you know. The, the reaction uh, to the campaign, um, I know it was launched earlier this morning, what, what what kind of reaction have you got from parents and the teaching bodies about this? So per, I, I've only seen kind of what I've seen online myself, but everything I've seen from my work on social media has been fairly positive. I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, yes, this is exactly what we're looking for, that, you know, we need to be having these conversations with young people. 
Uh, Gemma's joining us as well because Gemma you are you're an RSE um, a religion and sex ed teacher in Carlo are you in favour of this spun out campaign? Well I think it highlights a lot of the issues that young people have um, with regard to relationship and sexuality education that I've taught for the last 20 years you know the curriculum is quite good and the, as some of your speakers have said it has improved greatly over the last few years and provision has been made right the way up to leaving certificate that um, all students have to um, have RSE, which is Relationship and Sexuality Education, up to and including sixth year. Um, now, whether it is delivered in individual schools or not is, you know, comes down to the schools themselves. But the cur- curriculum is there and the training is there for teachers. And I think the Spun Out campaign highlights that young people are talking about these and are discussing them and are looking for quality education and quality information and it's really really important so that actually might highlight some of the work that is being done at junior cycle but needs to continue at a greater pace in leaving cert um it's it's so important that people realize that it's not about the biological or so much about the biological or the physical aspects of sex and sexuality it's it is more about the personhood and the relationship um, between people. But person personhood comes first, and consent and intimacy are the, the main core of, of the programme itself. And looking after yourself and your health and looking after your relationships is central to the whole curriculum. There's a text in here, Gemma, and I'm interested in your thoughts on it. This listener says, yet again, it's been left to the teachers. Why can't the parents teach their children? about sex education themselves? I think, you know, our rationale in education in Ireland is that uh, parents are the primary educators. But the reality is when we see in society uh, a lack of um, understanding and consideration of other people or a lack of that conversation um, translated into behaviours among young people and not so young people where issues arise with regard to people's health, people's mental health, uh, their emotional health as a result of poor behaviours in their sexual lives. We realise that as a, as a country, we do have to include it in our education so that nobody is left behind. And, you know, every family is different, every relationship is mm-hmm. different, and it's really important that everybody gets good quality information through their edu- formal education school, whilst parents being the primary educators but we supplement that in school by having these awkward conversations. And they are. Remember, as teachers, we may find them difficult as well. But I think teachers of RSE um, have chosen to do these courses and have volunteered to teach these classes. And they do so with a view to helping young people develop their own personalities, but also develop their own relationship skills. The the point, though, that you made a little earlier around, you know, the offering maybe in schools and, and what children or what students are being taught, then it kind of means that it just like everybody is getting a different level of education or not everybody is getting the same. Well, well, not really. It is mandatory uh, for schools to um, provide RSE right the way up to leaving cert. And there are a mandatory number of hours that are meant to be provided uh, to students whether it is in workshop and um, mm. style arrangements or whether it is, you know, timetable classes, there there is a mandatory curriculum there. This listener is wondering, you know, what is it that the parents actually want? Because if the teachers say too much, the parents often complain. And yet if they don't cover enough for enough topics, they give out. 
Like, do you yeah. feel that? Like, yeah, sometimes we do. Like in in the, in the past few years, maybe up until junior cycle, we have um, given parents the opportunity um, to preview what has been taught supplemental to what was there in the curriculum. And the vast majority of parents actually asked us, yes, please go ahead and teach that as supplementary information. So it was voluntary and parents were very grateful that that information was being um, discussed uh, among third year students. Uh, but, you know, you can't keep everybody happy all the time. And there will be some um, parents who may object to some aspects of the curriculum. Um, and normally as RSE teachers, we would send out a letter um, indicating what topics would be covered uh, and what our topics are covered by, you know, the Department of Education. Mm. Specified well, it depends age appropriate. Well, I said I, pre- I presume it's age appropriate. Um, yes, it has been designed for years um, and it, it's supposed to be age appropriate. But um, as an RSE teacher, I, and I think a lot of RSE teachers would agree that at this stage, uh, the age appropriateness may be questioned yeah. in that a, a lot of younger students might be involved in behaviours um, which would normally be considered for older people. And a lot of young people do not know the sexual age of consent is 17. When you say you send out supplementary information in advance, do you mean to parents to, to flag with them, Gemma, what's going to be you know, discussed we, or we talked about? We don't send out the supplementary information. We would send out a letter indicating to parents whether they would like us to provide this particular course. And that, you know, that has happened maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, and parents actually were very delighted with it. And um, there would might have been one or two families who said, look, we our, our student wasn't involved in that. And that's absolutely fine. But that's part of the mandatory curriculum. Have I, have I taken no, your question? No, this was supplementary. This was supplementary, yeah. Yeah, before it was updated, before the RSC okay, curriculum was I updated. Okay, I get you, yeah. But yeah. I think the fact that you even, you know, feel the need to flag it, does that not suggest that, you know, this uh, parents still want a level, they, they want a control over, at the same time, what we're saying we're, should be taught in well, school? We're, we're caught between a rock and a hard place in that, you know, it, it's very personal, very sensitive information. And a lot of um, families may have a faith-bound um, consideration to take into, into account. Um, and so we must respect that. It's not like the, the geography curriculum or know. The, you know, the engineering curriculum. It, it's very sensitive, personal, personal uh, topics. So we have to be sensitive to that and we have to be considerate of family values as well. Um, and that's why we are informing parents of what's on the curriculum as it is at the moment. Uh, but it's a national curriculum and we're informing the, the parents of that. Um, Deirdre has sent in a, an email and she says, as a parent, I very much want to be the one who teaches my child information around sex education. I'm sick of being told that parents aren't doing their duty. There's another email in from a listener who says, I was in an all boys Christian brother's secondary school. We only had one sex ed class where a guest teacher gave us a piece of paper asking us what our ideal woman was. There was no consideration of other sexualities and I was aware of my own sexuality while going through puberty from the age of 11. If parents teach about sex education, their own prejudice most likely will be taught uh, to their children, continuing a cycle that never ends. This text- I think that's why there's a curriculum yeah. um, you know, of people who have, who have worked in this area and who understand this area to a far greater extent. I mean, one of the areas of, of health education the health aspect of sexuality, you know, um, I 
would be, I'm not a doctor, so therefore I would encourage students individually, you know, to um, speak to their GP if they wanted further information that I am not competent to give. But the sexual health um, centres in each of the counties provides fantastic resources to RSE teachers. But I think we also have to know what our remit is and how far it goes. Uh, this listener says, I went to an all-girls school. We'd no sex education, only ever learned about periods. Girls and boys were separated from each other and I feel that both should learn the same thing. That is now the case though, isn't it, Gemma? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Times have changed very quickly. Yeah. This texture, my daughter's 13 years of age, has just started first year in school and I'm very worried about the fact that the majority of parents give their children of this age full internet access on their phones. They're starting off their sexual journey finding out information on their mobiles. We're in the minority and that we have parental controls on our daughter's phone still. We speak to her about issues so that she gets accurate information. The amount of parents that I hear saying that they've no idea what their children Google is frightening. Our daughter feels mortified that she still has parental controls on her phone but it's difficult sometimes to navigate this with her. It's absolutely difficult. That's a very hard one. Um, Gemma, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme today. Um, Gemma there is a RSE teacher based in Wick in Carlow. Apologies, Mike as well and Alex too. Uh, thanks a million to you both for joining us on the programme today. 1800 453 is the number if you do want to get in touch. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.